Hello, I'm Rachel Lyman. We want to welcome you to Interfaith Connection, a Spiritual Life Center monthly podcast dedicated to the exploration of faith traditions that promote love. Our study will allow us to build bridges of understanding, acceptance, love, and peace. My partner in so many ways on this journey is Rev. Dave Lyman. He's our Senior Minister for Interfaith Explorers. He's an ordained interfaith minister and my beloved husband. As we start our second year, we continue our grand adventure of exploring interfaith. We're so excited you have joined us today. So buckle up for our 2022 adventure with today's podcast. This is Rachel Lyman, and I'm here today with my wonderful husband, Rev. Dave Lyman. Today, we're actually starting to do our last podcast of the year, our December podcast for Interfaith Explorers. Can't believe the year is coming to a quick close already. So before we begin, I just want to say that everything we're saying, we thank you, all of you listeners, for your participation in all of these things we're going to be talking about today because we know you've participated in one way or another, and we're grateful for your participation. For without your inspiration and your support, uh, we wouldn't be able to do build those bridges that we're hoping to build. So thank you so much. And to do, traditionally, the December podcast is a kind of a summary of what we've done during the year, and also a preview of some of the things we hope to do next year. And um, this year in the this podcast, as well as our newsletter, uh, we're asking you what you'd like to see next year. What would you like to do? Um, do you have some speakers you would recommend? Are there places you'd like to visit? Are there topics for our podcast that you'd like to hear? So we're asking for your feedback. And uh, also feedback on what you did this year, how you participated, and what it did it make a difference for you, or um, what was your reaction to what you experienced. So we're asking for both ideas and feedback sent to me, Rachel Lyman, at my email. That's Rachel R A C H E L two four at surewest.net, that's S-U-R-E-W-E-S-T.net. So thank you for that. So um, we wanted to start out by talking about our podcast. So Dave, would you like to uh, tell us what happened to our podcast this year? You know, many people have asked that. (laughs) Uh, This year we did, again, another 12 podcasts. And it's really interesting because we doubled the number of hits. We've had over 500 people listen to our podcasts, and we're excited about that. We want everybody to remember, if you haven't seen a particular podcast, it is on the SLC website, and you can uh, join in at any time and listen. Uh, We did some new faith traditions we hadn't done in the first year, including Baha'i, Buddhism, so Rastrianism, I have difficulty saying that, Taoism, Confucianism, and Hinduism. In addition, we've continued to produce our monthly newsletter, 
that's filled with information about interfaith in the Sacramento region. Now, during our December podcast, we always pause for a moment because we want to just take a look at where we're at, where we've come from, and where we're going. And that's why we want the feedback. As Rachel said, send your feedback to rachel24 at surewest.net. Because the mission statement for the Interfaith Explorers is to build bridges through education and events of different faith traditions. So it becomes even more important to hear from you as we look at our future events and our future directions. So how about those field trips we took? That's interesting. Yeah, that has your name next to it. Yeah, I was waiting for you to call on me, actually. (laughs) Say, Rachel, could you talk to us about field trips? Sure, I can do that. So this year, COVID uh, was uh, kind of in and out. So uh, sometimes we wanted to do something and we were restricted and so forth. But we managed to uh, uh, make three field trips, which I think is pretty extraordinary. So on May 28th, we went to the Lion's Roar Dharma. It's a Buddhist, um, a Tibetan Buddhist temple on B is in Boy Street downtown. And one of the ladies that went that day, participated in the field trip, said, you know, I live in Midtown and I, I'd never been there before. I didn't even realize where they were. And so um, she was very thrilled that we had this invitation and she showed up. And it was just a lovely visit with Mama Jimpa. And we're always very welcome there at any time. Uh, Then in August, August 12th, the Vendanta Hindu Center, where we uh, do volunteer yard work uh, during the year, um, invited us for an open house. And so we had over 20 people that time. And they gave us a beautiful tour of the... um, Garden of Saints, which is on the back part of the property, and it includes statues of Buddhists and uh, Christians and Hindus and other faith tradition uh, icons, as well as they took us in the temple and explained what the altar was all about. Uh, Then what surprised me was when we're walking down the hallway to go down to a room where we had question and answer time with the Swami, and some refreshments, there were about 10 of the Darshana Hindu exhibit panels in the hallway. And that surprised me, and it was a welcome surprise, very lovely. And the Swami, um, actually, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but he made arrangements to have those panels as part of our tour that day. So that was very a nice surprise. Then on October 7th, We went to another uh, Buddhist temple, this time the Vietnamese temple, Kim Quang, which is on Alta Arden across from uh, Kaiser Morris Hospital, and had a lovely tour there. And we had uh, 28 people sign up for that. So it was a lovely tour. And and the, um, the monk there gave us a gracious tour of his garden in the back. And then we were able, if those who wanted to, could stay for an hour of meditation inside the temple. 
which they do uh, every other Friday night. It's a walking meditation, and they were going to teach us how to do that. So that was quite interesting. So uh, we were very pleased that we could at least do those three uh, field trips. And then in between that, we were busy with uh, other things, you know, so um, we're very pleased. And then in um, 2023, um, we hope to go expand our um, field trips into other areas, Elk Grove, Roseville, and maybe some of the other surrounding areas around Sacramento. So um, just very pleased with that. So, Dave, do you want to talk about the, our Wednesday nights at Spiritual Life Center? Sure, I do. Rachel, we started with three Wednesday nights scheduled for 2022, but there were some challenges. And in the end, we presented one spectacular program on June 15th. It was a woman's panel with women faith leaders from a faith four faith traditions who shared their stories and beliefs. It's a great night of give and take and spirited discussion. Two of the panelists reconnected when they discovered they had been seatmates on an international flight together, but they'd been wearing face masks, so they'd sat next to each other for 12 hours and hadn't realized who they were. So they reconnected, and it was a fun night for everybody. In addition, we had regional interfaith events. Before you before you go on to that, though, I would like to mention the four faith traditions that were honored. And uh, we had Durye Sayed talking about the Muslim faith tradition, and I represented Christian. And then uh, Karen Fujikawa, uh, who practices unity and Hindu, uh, talked about the Hindu faith. And then Ketty um, from um, the Baha'i faith represented the Baha'is. So that was very, and you were the moderator and asked us each questions. And I, this particular uh, event was live streamed. And for those who missed it that night, you can still go on our Interfaith Explorers page on the Spiritual Life Center website and listen to that because it's there for your pleasure to listen to. So you probably should keep going because your name is next to the next one. Oh, my goodness. I just noticed that. Well, we're talking about regional interfaith events. And um, the and what that means is when there's an announcement about an interfaith event that comes across our radar, um, I get excited about some of them and try to get a group from a, a group representing our interfaith explorers to attend. So um, we had uh, the Vendanta Society again, had their beautiful um, Krishna Puja celebration, is Krishna's birthday celebration. And it's done outside uh, in the evening on a beautiful summer evening. And then they take people into the temple and they do some rituals and provide a beautiful refreshments. And there are a few of our congregants that went to that. Uh, I went last year, uh, and uh, but I couldn't attend this year. The other one um, was the Darshana Hindu Civilization exhibit. And I just kind of want to back up um, 
earlier in the year, I got a uh, saw flyer for a ritual to welcome this particular darshana, the national traveling exhibit on the Hindu culture. Uh, so I went to that, and it was in Orangeville, and I saw the Swami from Vindata there. He was part of the ritual to uh, initiate this particular um, uh, uh, Hindu exhibit in uh, to be shown in California. So I real didn't even realize what I was walking into, and I thought it was great. And so I got to talking to some people that day, and I got a business card from Dr. Bijay Nair, um, who's a physician up in Folsom, uh, Roseville, excuse me. And so um, he is in charge of the uh, exhibits in this area. So I finally realized, I wonder if we can have that come to a spiritual life center. <laughs> so I contacted him and he said, well, that would be lovely. So on November 5th, uh, we had the whole entire panel, 24 panels of the Hindu culture uh, set up in our, our sanctuary at Spiritual Life Center. And we had over 50 people show up to watch, look at that. And it was just extraordinary. Uh, and I was very proud that this national exhibit came to Spiritual Life Center and was so welcome. So thank you to all of you out there who are listening who came to that. Appreciate that very much. And uh, like Dave said, if you see announcements about other regional events that you'd like to get a group to go to, uh, send it to me and I'll, we'll, I'll see what I can do with it. So thank you so much. So Dave, do you want to start talking about um, Maria Shriver? No, I don't. I want to go ahead and talk about the United We Stand event that occurred in December, um, just a couple of weeks ago at the Salam. It was an event to talk about um, lessening violence and peace and working together. And we had uh, nine SLC people attending. The event was written up by the Interfaith Council, and we will be talking about the event in our newsletter. We also ask that you send your thoughts to us about your experiences and ideas for field trips. If you were at the United We Stand and you had some thoughts and feedback, be sure to send the information to Rachel at rachel24 at surewest.net. We so also I, will pick, go ahead, Rachel. Uh, so I apologize because I completely skipped over that in our, in our script. But nobody would know that. Yeah, and the, the thing is, um, I will have a full write-up about that, uh, as well as a message from one of the speakers, which we thought was very profound, and some photographs in our newsletter. We also are continuing to stretch our connections because we're going to be meeting some new faith leaders, as Rachel said earlier, from different parts of the region, some very dynamic people that we haven't had a chance to talk to. And uh, it's gonna be an exciting 2023. But I wanted to take an aside, to step aside for a moment on a couple areas. The first is Maria Shriver um, does a column called Sunday Pages, and she talked about the world and how chaotic it can be. She said that we're spending more time in isolation 
uh, were finding it harder to make phone calls to each other at a point in time when physical interaction is even more important. And the studies show that for people over 30, the most important thing is spending time with family and friends. The reason we bring that up is because in 2023, we want you to be a part of the process. We don't want you to sit up in the bleachers and watch us. We want you to come down in the field, touch into our hearts. It's a sequence in Avatar where the lead avatar looked in someone else's eyes and said, I see you. Join us this coming year and see your divine reflected back from another set of eyes. It's important to do that. And we really look forward to seeing you at events and knowing that Rachel does such a wonderful job and she will keep you posted as what's going on. Well, as guess. we did that, pardon? I'm sorry, finish. Well, go ahead. I mean, this is. Well, also, it, it, the avatar said, I see you. But also when we make the effort to go out and, and meet people of other faith traditions in their own temples and gurdwaras and churches and whatever, and learn about them and see them as people just like us, then we can say, I see you as well. And then they see us as well, because it's not just us having the uh, experience from that, but it changes them as well. They see us as their interfaith brothers and sisters, and that's the whole point of all of this. And this is all interconnected. The whole world is like a giant piece of quilt with all the weavings coming together. And so one of the things I wanted to do is take about two or three minutes to talk about the world and what's going on. There's a segment of philosophy called animism. It's a belief that objects, places, and creatures possess a distinct spiritual essence. It's the oldest belief system in the world. It even predates paganism. This year, there's a renewed interest in it, and it comes from the indigenous peoples and has sometimes been called an early primitive form of religion. But the new interest is suggesting it's more than that. It's part of the spiritual existence of everything. There are also more and more businesses who are inviting their employees to bring their faith to work. This is providing a new arena for sharing faith. We're starting to step away from the point in time when someone says, can I talk to you about my religion? And you go, oh, no. And it's not, not to be confused with institutions which require employees to participate in the belief and practice of the business owners. It is starting to share, this is what I believe. What do you believe? It leads to wonderful examples. In Arizona, there is a high school that has set up a Muslim prayer room to give the opportunity to take time to pray privately. Airports across the United States have developed chapels, safe havens for quiet reflection. This includes Logan Airport in Massachusetts, JFK Airport in New York, and locally the San Francisco Airport has the Berman Reflection Room. Rachel and I, when we went on a family reunion in Minnesota, went to the hospital I was born in, St. Mary's Hospital, 
and went into a chapel, which was more like a cathedral, where Mass was held a couple times a week. In addition, last month, Pope Francis continued his activities as the globe's premier interfaith champion. He participated in a three-day interfaith summit in Baran and brought together Muslim imams, spiritual leaders of the world's Orthodox Christians, and United States rabbis, engaging in interfaith dialogue. Much of the discussion was around the war in Ukraine. And finally, a Faith-Based Security Advisory Council was convened by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. It's a special program to make places of worship safer. We are blessed in the United States to be able to worship wherever and with whoever we choose. But we want to make everything safer. The council is made up of religious leaders from different traditions and law enforcement experts. So you can see things are happening. There are also interfaith organizations across the country that have some wonderful virtual classes that we're going to be sharing as they are announced. And now one of the big events that's coming up this year, Rachel and I are very excited about it, is the Parliament of World Religions. We need to remember in 1893, that parliament was one that Charles and Myrtle Fillmore took many of the religious tenets of unity from. In 2023, it's going to be in Chicago from August 14th to August 18th. Rachel and I will be attending virtually to the best of our ability. If you're interested in attending physically, let Spiritual Life Center know there's a possible movement toward a group heading to Chicago from Spiritual Life Center. In addition, we're going to be presenting a program early in August called Attending the Parliament of World Religions Without Being Overwhelmed. Because you've got to remember, when we went, there were 12,000 people, 200 faith traditions, and 580 programs and concerts. It's really easy to have some difficulty traversing the hallways. Whether you're in attendance or you're doing virtual things, there's many choices. So our night will be an opportunity to talk about the nuts and bolts of what, what will be happening and the best way to take advantage of it. When we went in 2015, we led a group of 39 people from all over the West Coast with 11 or 12 ministers from different faith traditions. We got to see Mandela's, Edith Langer's, and watch teams of angels traveling throughout the facilities. In addition, we participated and supported resources from SLC who led programs during the four days. Again in 2023, there will be a wonderful SLC presence at the parliament that we will be sharing. in the near future. So I, I'm sorry, I wanted to interject that um, at that time that we went, we you, I think you did a before and after Wednesday night, didn't you? Yes, I did. You did. So you did a before uh, informational thing. And then we had a debriefing where uh, we people were, could share their experiences and we had photographs. So it, it was... Uh, something maybe we should consider this year too, although we're not going. So it's just a, it's a 
the facility itself is similar to Salt Lake City, which is like having a conference in a small airport. I mean, everything is so spread out. You're walking for miles and miles to get to rooms and so forth. So it's uh, if you're physically challenged, it's a difficult uh, venue. But um, so many things are virtual now that you can still uh, listen to many of the talks, uh, even after the four days are up. I know they, when you register, I believe last year or last time they had it, we, we were still listening to talks uh, after the after the fact. So it doesn't just disappear. I think they give you a year or something like that to listen. So it's a very well worth the, uh, worth the effort to sign up. And now, even though it's nowhere on any of the script that we're looking at, I'm going to give you a teaser. One of the nights this year that we're going to do is around the Muslim holy day of Ramadan, the holy month of Ramadan. And we just want to put a teaser out on that because I have always been so amazed at the strength and discipline and work of cleansing, of prayer, of community, of interaction during the holiday of Ramadan. Um, often, and it's not really a holiday, it's a holy day. And often, Rachel and I will end up going to an iftar, which is the breaking of the fast uh, in the community, because Salam and other people do that. We're well, going to explore. We're going to. I believe it's a 30-day. Yes, I said a month. Oh, you did say I didn't hear. And a and so during the the month before the event starts, we're going to explore it in the nuts and bolts and details. We're going to talk about what exactly it is, how it works, what the exceptions are what the intentions are, and then we're going to take a look at a challenge, an opportunity for us to participate in our own level of cleansing and prayer, of community and interaction. And that's going to come up in the first half of the year. So that's kind of a teaser because we don't have it finalized, but we're going in that direction. Well, another teaser is something I've Thinking of doing, I'm not sure it's going to materialize, but Diwali is, we've talked about Diwali many times, and it's a celebration of life for uh, lights for seven days for the Hindus and the Sikhs and the Jains. And um, we've done four uh, Rangolis, which are large, like a mandala, only it's on the cement. The last one we did was uh, during the um, light rituals video that we did, which is still online at, at our Interfaith Explorers page, which you can look at. And uh, I did a tabletop rangoli. So I'm thinking I'm going to ask around and see if anybody's interested in maybe doing some tabletop rangolis. Uh, uh, but anyway, I'll give you more information on that. The other thing I wanted to share, too, is next September, and we missed it, this, at least I missed it this year, but next September, I believe it's September 9th, 
is the Multicultural Festival in Elk Grove. And this isn't just the, the typical faith traditions that you think about, but this is people from all over the world that were there uh, with their dances and their food and their uh, information on their cultures. So that's something definitely is going to be on the Interfaith Explorer's radar to get a group to go down to that. I mean, once you're at a festival, you kind of spread out and do your own thing. But at least we can go and and represent. And then maybe um, the other thing I'm thinking about, too, and I didn't tell Dave I was going to talk about this, is how they're having either Zoom meetings or in-person meetings to share our experiences and give our feedback to these uh, field trips that we do. Because this isn't just doing them and then that's it. But what have we learned from them? How's it changed us? Have, have the other people changed? Have we changed? Whatever. But it's a peace building uh, process and we need to make sure that that's happening. Uh, it's not just for fun and information, but it's it's a deeper commitment to build peace. So thank you, Dave. So we're excited about another year ahead. We're going to meet some wonderful new faith leaders that are new to us. They've been around a while. We're going to continue to interface with both the Interfaith Council of Greater Sacramento and the Interfaith Council of Elk Grove. We will organize field trips to faith tradition communities in our region that we haven't visited before. And we're going to continue to promote interfaith events for your opportunities to participate. You know, magic spiritual actions are occurring all around us. This is your opportunity to learn about them and decide with your yes to participate and deepen your inclusion and spirit. On top of it all, we are blessed to know the truth. There are no others. We are all one. Success is measured by how much we love. And we are the source of the love. Every act of participation activates the divine more for you, opens the spiritual growth within you. We are so honored to be holding sacred space and are so blessed that you're on this journey with us. And I turn it over to Rachel for closing comments. Well, again, we're just very grateful for each and every one of you who've listened to our podcasts, who come uh, joined us on field trips, who joined us at uh, community uh, interfaith events, who've come out and pulled weeds and <laughs> dug in the dirt with us at Vendanta Society. And that was most fun, too, because... Is about the only thing we could do during COVID where we weren't supposed to be close together, where we could be outdoors and separate ourselves and still be doing something. I just got a beautiful thank you uh, Christmas card from the Swami there, thanking us for all of the work that we've done over there this past year. And also Karen and Kirk Fujikawa, I will say a special thank you to them because they're uh, committed, and they have been for years and years, to helping uh, the gardens at Vendanta 
And uh, they do that without any uh, recognition. Um, but they, um, they, are, they are what who's inspired me to get groups together. I thought, well, more hands, the better. So uh, we probably will be continuing those um, group uh, yard work days next year. And if you're interested, if you like being outdoors and digging in the dirt, uh, we'll contact you and we'll put you on the list. And if you can make it out, fine. It's not mandatory. We're just grateful for whatever help we can give out there because eight acres of beautiful uh, property that needs to be tended to. And so um, looking forward and getting excited about some possible new adventures and uh, opening ourselves up to meeting new interfaith people. At the United We Stand event, Dave and I were so blessed to be able to see some of our, uh, I would say, old <laughs> interfaith friends. Well, we're all getting older. I didn't mean it that way, but um, just some beautiful people that we've known for many, many years. And also, Dave was able to uh, be introduced to and introduce me to some some new people uh, that we've never met before that are doing programs and so forth. So that's always exciting. We're trying to stay open to whatever comes across our radar. And I think what I'm gonna focus more on this coming year is experiences. I think for us, we need to be out there going to the festivals, going to the celebrations, but also prior to that, what I'd like to do is start having a little bit of a information a session so you know what you're looking at. You know what questions to ask when you get there, uh, you know, and you have a greater appreciation for what you're what you're doing and what you're looking at. So those are some things that will certainly keep us busy next year. And uh, Dave, of course, will be very busy with the Parliament of World Religions information. and. Um, when we went in 2015, it was an extraordinary, one of a kind, it was on my bucket list uh, thing to do. And if you're even considering it at all, we would definitely recommend that if you have the means, physical and financial means and time to go, it's a wonderful experience you'll never forget. So Dave, do you wanna close this out? I would just wanna close this out with maybe a prayer. That would be lovely. So as you finish this podcast, our last podcast of the year, be aware of how much of an impact you make in this world. You are a vital, critical piece of the magnificence that shows up. And as you show up, you know that the eyes of the divine you see in front of you are your eyes. And the most interesting part of trying to do a prayer is Rachel's making faces in front of me while we're doing it. And so we give thanks for the humor of God, for the joy of God, for the wondrousness and awe of God. And we say, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Join in. Thank you for joining us today to experience and explore a deeper understanding of our interfaith look at the world. 
Our Interfaith Connection podcasts are aired on the fourth Thursday of each month on Spiritual Life Center's website. You can also find them on your internet provider on the Podbean app. We want to hear from you, so send any comments, questions, or suggestions about our podcast to interfaith at slcworld.org. That's interfaith at slcworld.org. Because we want to know about your interfaith heart. As I close, let us all remember the words of Gandhi when he said, A peaceful exploration of all faiths is our sacred duty. Namaste.